Come on, lift your hands and give God glory. Come on, lift your hands and give God glory. You know he deserves it. He deserves the honor. And he deserves the glory. And God, we magnify you. God, we give you glory. God, we give you praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, will you worship with me if you know he deserves it? Come on, he deserves all of our worship. He deserves all of our praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. He deserves our worship. He deserves our praise. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we give you glory. And God, we give you honor for being so good to us. God, you continue to make ways out of no way, and we thank you. And God, today we ask that you touch our country, that you touch the state of Georgia, the city of Atlanta. God, that you send your covering power, that you send your anointing, God, to cover us and to keep us in this time and in this season. And God, we ask that you cover our families, that you cover our first responders. God, that you cover our children. Lord, that you cover the drivers, the truck drivers, God, that are delivering things all over the country, that you cover them, that you cover our doctors, our nurses. God, that you cover them and that you keep them. And God, we thank you for your covering power. And Lord, just as you told the children of Israel to place the blood on the doorpost and the deaf angel would pass over, God, today we plead the blood over the United States. God, we plead the blood, Lord, over our country. We plead the blood, God, over the state of Georgia. And we bind all sickness and disease. And God, we praise you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm so excited that you guys are streaming with us uh, at this time. And I'm grateful uh, that you've taken the time to uh, just listen in on what God has to say to you. Listen, this word that God has uh, dropped on my heart, it's a life-changing word, and it's a word that I'm excited to share with you, and I'm glad that you're streaming with us uh, right here in this moment because you're with Living Faith, the church uh, that makes you fall in love with church all over again. Listen, the word that I'm going to be sharing uh, with you uh, at this time is you can't die here. You can't die here. Now, I want you to share this with some folks. Come on, just swipe right. Share this with some people and bring some people in because you need to encourage them that they're not going to die here, uh, that, that God has a lot in store for them and that God has long life for them and God is going to extend their life. God is going to redeem time and they're going to do uh, what they never thought or imagined that they could ever do again. So I want you to write that, write that on the screen. You can't die here. All right. 
die, I won't die here. It is not your time or your season or your moment to die, but it is your moment to live. And so I want to share that word with you or this word with you. And I know that this word is going to be life changing. It's going to be a transformational word. So just share this with some folks and let them know that they can't die here, that they're about to live their best life and things are about to be better than they ever could imagine. So let's go to our scripture. We're going to go to Luke 8. And 49, Luke 8 and 49, Luke uh, 8 and 49 says, while he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, fear not, believe only and she shall be made whole. I want, you to, I want you to just highlight that 50th verse. Can we highlight that 50th verse? I want you to highlight that 50th verse. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. 51 says, And when it came, and when he had came into her house, he suffered no man to go in. So he basically put everybody out except Peter, James, John, the father and the mother and the maid. And 52 says, and all wept and bewailed her. But he said, weep not. She is not dead, but she's asleep. And they laughed at him and they scorned him, knowing that she was already dead. And he put them all out of the house and he took her by the hand and he called saying maid arise 55 says in her spirit came again and she arose straightway and he commanded them to give her meat 56 and we're stopping there and her parents were astonished they were in shock but he charged them that they should tell no one what was done. Let's go back up to 50 one more time. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, fear not, fear not. And I want to say that with somebody, fear not, believe only and you shall, and your daughter shall be made Oh, now, 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 now let's talk about the scripture for a minute, because uh, as you know, I'm a lover of the word and I'm a lover of scripture. And when I think about this scripture, we understand uh, that Jarius hears about uh, Jesus Christ and Jarius uh, is a man of wealth. Jarius is a man of status. Uh, but the Bible says that Jarius uh, hears that Jesus is coming into town that Jesus uh, is about to do a revival. And so the Bible says that, that Jarius interrupts Jesus and he says to him, look, he says, my daughter is, is, is dying. She was dying at that point. He says, my daughter is dying and I need you to come right now and I need you to come and pray for my daughter. Now, 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 now let, me, let, me, let, me, let me put a pen right there and I want you to write this down. Will your prayer or will your prayer 
interrupt Jesus or stop Jesus or get his attention? Will my prayer get his attention? Come on, write that down. Will my prayer get his attention? And so the question that we must ask ourselves today is that are we just praying and the prayers are hitting the ceiling or is our prayers really reaching God? Because the Bible says that Jesus makes intercession to the Father for what we pray for. So everything that we ask for, Jesus is on the throne making intercession to the Father for us. And so the Bible says that Jairus interrupts Jesus and he says, listen, my daughter is dying. She isn't dead yet. My daughter is dying and I need you to come now. Now, like most of us, there have been moments in my life where I have prayed and asked God to do things and asked God to come and rescue me now. And it seemed as though that God didn't hear me at all. Uh, I ain't talking to y'all, y'all people uh, on here who you, every time you pray, uh, every time you hear God, God, every time you pray, God answers you. But there are moments that I pray and God is silent. There are moments that I pray and it seems as though that things are delayed and it seems as though that God has not heard me at all. Now, I need you to catch this. Bible says that when he went to Jesus, the little girl was dying. But then in the 49th verse, the Bible says that another, another guy came up and he says, guess what? He says, don't even bother the master. Don't even bother Jesus. She is already dead. Don't even bother him. Let him go on his way. But, let's, but the problem was is that he had already gotten the attention of Jesus and Jesus is a specialist in dead things. Come on. Jesus is a specialist in dead things. So this is the thing that we must understand. We must understand that if that thing is dead, then Jesus is the one that is going to resurrect it, that is going to bring it up, that is going to pull us out of it, that Jesus specializes in things that are seemingly dead because what we can't bring to life, he can. What, he, what we can't do, he can. Oh, that's good stuff right there. That is good stuff right there. What we can't do, he can. Come on, write it on the screen. What we can't do, he can. Come on, say it with me. What we can't do, he can. And I want you to know that he can and he will and he shall and he must. What we can't do, Oh, I'm going to scream in here. What we can't do, he can. Come on, put it on the screen. What we can't do, he can. What we cannot fix, God has already fixed it. Now let's keep going. Let's keep going because this thing is getting real good to me and I know it's getting real good to you. Bible says, listen to this, Bible says that in the 49th verse, can y'all walk with me in the word? Can y'all walk with me in the word? The Bible says in the 49th verse, while he had yet spake and coming to the ruler, the daughter, he says, thy daughter is dead. Don't trouble the master. I need you to read that with me in verse 49, Luke 8 and 49. He says, don't trouble the master. Your daughter is already dead. Jesus comes back in the 50th verse and he says, he answered him. He answered the man and he said, fear not, believe only. Listen, if, if there's anything that you can understand that is going on in our society and going on right now, God is saying to us, fear not, but believe 
only. Come on, come on. Fear not, fear not, fear not, but believe only. Come on, say it with me. Fear not, but believe only. Can you say that with me? Fear not, but believe only. Bible says that Jesus says to him, he says, fear not. This is verse 50, but believe only and she shall be made whole. And Jesus says, now let's go to where your daughter is. Bible says they pick up and they go to where the little girl is and people are already discouraged. People are already sad. People are already crying because the little girl has now died. Bible says that when Jesus goes into the house, and this is a good part right here, when Jesus goes into the house, he makes the collective decision that there are some people that I need to put out of my house, of out of this house. There are some people that I need to put out of this house because I know that they are not going to believe what I believe. Listen, listen, listen. There are some people that are not going to believe the way you believe, that are not going to trust God the way you trust God. So there are some people that you need to let go of, that you need to put out of your house and out of your space because they are not going to the place that God is going to take you to. And neither do they believe like you believe. Come on, I want you to write that on the screen. It's time to put them out. Come on, put it on the screen. It's time to put them out. I don't care if they brother, sister, cousin, auntie, uncle, put them out. Come on, I need you to put it on the screen. Put them out, put them out, put them out, put them out. It's time to put them out. Come on, I'm going to say it till you get it. It's time to put them out. Let them go. It, it, it doesn't matter if, if, if it don't look like it's going to work. You know what God has spoken and what God has said to you. And what God has said to you is yes and amen. Woo! That's good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I'm about to run. I'm about to run because I need somebody to understand that there are some people that aren't able and not ready to go with you. There are some people that don't have an application for this next bus ride. Y'all don't hear me in here. There are some people, they are not ready to ride with you in this next season. And what you need to do, you need to do an application check. You need to do a permission slip check and say wait a minute you don't have permission to ride with me you don't have permission to go with me in this season and don't you know that there are some people that God even in the midst of all of this adversity is separating you from because they don't have a permission slip to go with you on this next journey Y'all don't hear me in here. Come on here. You ought to just start submitting permission slips and checking permission slips of those individuals that you've been hanging out with and say, wait a minute, you don't have permission to be on this bus. You ain't got permission to hang out with me. Woo! I tell you, I feel good. You ain't got permission. Come on here to roll with me in this next level, to go with me in this next place. You don't got permission to worship with me, to do what needs to be done, to start this business with me. You don't have permission. Jesus says to those individuals, y'all don't have permission to be in this room. You don't have permission to be in this room because you don't believe the way I believe. You don't trust the way I trust. So let me kick all of you out. Word says, listen, 
Word says that, that, that Jesus began to pray. And as Jesus began to pray in 53, it says, and they laughed and they scorned, knowing that she was dead. Listen, there are some people that are laughing at you. There are some people that are talking about you because your business don't look like it's going to live. There are some people laughing at you because your marriage doesn't look like it's going to live. But ah, what they don't understand is that Jesus has showed up. And no matter what they see and no matter what they feel, because Jesus is in the room. Oh, come on here, somebody. Because Jesus is in the room, the narrative of this story is about to change. Come on, say it with me one more time. Come on, because Jesus is in the room, the narrative of your story is about to change. Jesus has now came in, and he is now changing the narrative of your story. Come on, I need somebody to catch that, that Jesus is now changing the narrative of your story because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Come on, I need some Bible readers in here that says, because Jesus knows who the author and the finisher is he can have a conversation with the author and the finisher of my faith and my narrative can be changed my story can be transformed my story can be different bible says that they are laughing and scorning jesus not knowing that he knows the author and the finisher of our faith. Bible says that Jesus gets mad and Jesus gets upset and he puts everybody out. He says, since you don't believe, I need everybody to get out of this room. Come on here. We almost done. He says, I need everybody to get out of this room. And when you get out of this room, he says, that's when the narrative is going to change. Don't you know that some of you, your narrative will never change until you put certain people out of the room. That's a good word. Your narrative is never going to change until you put some people out of the room. Your narrative is never going to change until you get rid of some people that don't believe the same way you believe, that don't trust the same way that you trust. Get them out of the room. Put them out. Oh, that's good stuff. Come on, put them out. Get rid of them. Tell them, listen, I can't deal with you in this season. Come on, put them out of the room. Bible says that he puts everybody out of the room. We're in 54. For those of you that are following along, in the 54th, in the 54th verse, and he says, and he put them all out. And he went in and he took her by the hand. Listen, 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 listen. He took her by the hand. And when he took her by the hand, he called her saying, Maid, arise. Little girl, arise. Bible says she sat up. Spirit of the Lord hit her. Bible says that she sat up and straightway after she sat up, he commanded them to give her meat. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He commanded them to give her, we in 55, this thing good. He commanded them to give her meat. Now, in most television shows and in most uh, things that you see, when somebody passes out, what's the first thing they bring them? Water. He says, uh-uh. He says, I want you to bring her meat. 
Why do I want you to bring her meat? Because I'm already the living water. Come on, hear somebody. Come on. I, I, I feel a shout. I feel a praise right there. He says, listen, I want you to bring her meat because I am the living water. And I've already told you that she is not going to die here. He says, bring her meat because she already done had the water. Huh. She already had the, 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 the water from the well that never runs dry. So he says, y'all give her some meat because she already done had the water, the water that never runs dry, the water that never ends, the water that keeps going, the water that keeps moving, the water that keeps pushing. Why? Because she can't die here. So this is the thing. The verse, the last verse says the family was astonished because she's now alive. Listen, some people are about to be shocked because you're about to live through what they had already assessed that you were going to die from. Ah, Let me say it one more time. People are going to be shocked because you have lived through what they have assessed that you should or should have already died from. So now everybody is in astonishment that you're now walking in this room. They're now in astonishment that you are now standing in the place that you're standing in. They are now in astonishment that you are now doing what you are doing. So let me say this to you and let me, and let me conclude by saying this. There are some people that are waiting on you to die, but they have no idea that Jesus is standing in the room. And because Jesus is standing in that room, the narrative of what they see and what they understand is about to change. God, Jesus, is coming in the room right now, and he's about to change the narrative of your situation. Come on here, somebody. I need you to catch that, that Jesus, because he is here, he's about to change the narrative of your doctor's report. He's about to change the narrative of your credit score. He's about to change the narrative of your child not doing what they're supposed to do. He's about to change the narrative of your marriage. He's about to change the narrative of your relationship, the narrative. I know you just lost your job but Jesus is about to change the narrative for you and everything that you thought was going to be lost God was going to show you that it was not lost I just needed to come in and change the narrative for what it needed to be Come on, you ought to bless God right there because God is getting ready to transform your life by changing the narrative. And I need you to put this on the stream. If you are streaming with us, that you can't die here. Why? Because God has now changed your narrative. Come on here, somebody. He's changing your narrative. He's changing your narrative. He's changing your narrative. He's changing your narrative. He's changing your situation. And you got to know that you are not going to die here. Why? Woo! Because God has changed the narrative. Listen, just as Jairus got the attention of Jesus, I need you today to get the attention of your father. And I need you to stand like you have never stood before. And I need you to understand that when you invite Jesus into your situation, that he will change the narrative. But the key is that you got to, you must invite him in. Listen, for those of you that are home and that are now having cabin fever 
and you're feeling discouraged and you're feeling like, oh my God, when is this going to ever end? Can I submit to you that you are not going to die? Can I submit to you that you are going to live and not die? I also want to submit to you that God is still on the throne and that Jesus has now showed up in our situation and the narrative at what we thought it was going to be is about to be completely different. Why? Because Jesus is now in this room. And because Jesus is now in this room, the narrative can no longer be the same. For those of you that desire prayer, I want you to put what it is that you need God to do in your life. What narrative do you need Jesus to change? What narrative do you need him to move out of your life or to rearrange in your life? Come on, whatever it is that you want God to do, come on, won't you type that on wherever you're streaming us from? Come on, won't you type that there? We got elders and ministers that are waiting on this live, ready to pray with you ready to intercede with you ready to stand with you come on why don't you come on come on and if you're not saved and you don't know who Jesus is come on won't you say I want to give my life to Christ I want to rededicate my life to him if that's you come on won't you put yourself on the screen come on put it there and somebody's going to pray with you and intercede with you because all is not lost and you are not going to die here why? Because Jesus just showed up in your room. And because Jesus has just showed up in your room, the narrative has to change. The narrative has to be different. Your story is changing right now. Your situation is changing right now. Your circumstance is changing right now. Right now. Now, you got this. You got this. This sickness is not unto death. This depression has to loose you right now. This discouragement has to loose you right now. This pain has to loose you right now. Sister, be healed. Brother, be healed. Daughter, be healed. You can't die here. You can't die here. Live. Live. Why? Because Jesus is now in the room and the narrative has to change. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for checking out the Living Faith family. But please be encouraged and know that you will not die here. God bless you.